Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Kurtz Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Welcome back to Tell Nuanez 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television as well across the state. Great to be with all of you. Uh, if you missed anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast, the Tutel Nuanez podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen on your time when you would like to just rate review subscribe we appreciate that the uh, podcast brought to us by alpine touch and our friends at blackfoot we go now to the rangish brothers rv phone line happy to welcome in for the espn roundtable presented by paradise falls the athletic director at the university of montana kent haslam kent thanks so much for being with us today we appreciate it how are you doing Oh, I'm doing well. I mean, the sunshine's out, so I feel good. That's um, right. But no, no, doing really well. And um, uh, navigating every day seems to change. My head spins in a different direction. But uh, overall, 
uh, things things are really going well. Well, that that is uh, certainly seems like a reasonable place to start because this is uh, obviously unprecedented, and part of what it is to 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 do what you're doing is try to get through, navigate the right word, the the, the times that we're in that are kind of unprecedented, and figuring out as it changes each day. Let's start with the with the Champion Center, which opened uh, was set to open on June first. I believe still set to open on June first, and had a number of parameters, a lot of stuff in there on how that was going to be governed and administered, and then yes. Yesterday, Steve Bullock comes out and says, well, we're starting phase two, June one. And so I'm wondering how much has shifted in the way, uh, you know, what's going to be allowed or what's going to be available for players to do as a result of that, if anything at all. Well, one of the significant um, changes is certainly the lifting of that travel ban. And so we had started the process of getting student athletes who wanted to come back and work out uh, voluntarily getting them back here into the state of Montana so they could do that 14-day self-quarantine, which will still happen. I think that's a good plan anyway. It expands our groups so we can get them bigger. But I think as we start this back up, um, I think staying in those smaller groups to start is a, is a prudent plan, and um, I, I uh, honestly need to, to re, uh, reconvene with Brandon Ronan and uh, Rachel Ronan and Matt Nicholson and J.C. Wyden and our athletic training staff just to see what adjustments they would like to make. But there was a lot of thought, a lot of work that went into that plan, and, and so really the only change would be that, uh, that that quarantine's no longer there, and then the groups can expand. So we'll see how we how we have to adjust that but that's right now we're going to stick with that uh starting on june 1 and i know you guys are just tracking division one council ncaa events just like <laughs> like the, the, like they were the best things ever got it on the uh, ticker, like it was man, yeah. like it was your version of the last dance i know you've just been riveted <laughs> to all this stuff but um uh, but but the division one council did announce today uh which gene gee is a member of our our, our our senior women administrators a member of she's the big sky conference rep on that division one council that they are allowing uh, voluntary workouts starting june one we expected that to happen and that's kind of when we we went why we went forward with that june one deadline but men's and women's basketball along with uh, football can start voluntary workouts on june one so that's good news too yeah, thanks so much for being with us. Um, so much of what Ryan and I have talked about for this entire situation regarding life and sports and everything is just there's a lot of information out there, but we don't really know where the information is coming from. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of uncertainty. So when it comes to the University of Montana Athletic Department, how do you go about your day-to-day in terms of just acquiring information when it comes to doing things like keeping the athletes safe? Because I'm sure that's the number one priority in this situation when you're talking about getting back together for group workouts and things like that. Where are you pulling from to, to have sort of your pool uh, to, to make these decisions and make these plans like you guys have been making? Well, it starts first, obviously, with NCAA rules. So if the NCAA came out and said, hey, no voluntary workouts till July 1, that pretty much defeats any uh, social distancing, disinfecting, mask-wearing plan, right? So that that changes it. So certainly you have those NCAA directives, and, and then you go to the Big Sky Conference. We'd already crossed that back in mid-May when the President's Council voted to, uh, to shut everything down until May 15th, and then the uh, President's Council voted to say, uh, go ahead, state by state, you come back when you feel it's safe. Uh, and so that those are two places that we, we get a lot of direction. Obviously, we reside inside the, of the state of Montana. I know that's no surprise to anybody, but we reside inside the state. So we've got those those uh, uh, governing um, principles or those 
guidelines that we have, hence the 14-day quarantine and, you know, the, the group sizes, those type of things. And then we are in a county that will interpret those. And so you look to how that jives with the county and then on our own campus. And, and there's a lot of, uh, boy, I can't, there's so many, uh, I'm on more Zoom meetings, guys, than um, I should have bought stock in Zoom. Just right. because, we said that same thing here the Big Sky Tournament. Oh. We should all bought stock in Zoom. Yeah, it's just uh, there's so much going on, and it's not, you know, sometimes we can get caught up in meeting to meet, you know, those type of things. Uh, that's not the case right now because it feels like um, things change so quickly. But we have a really good group on campus. Um, President Bodner has just, you know, he's an outstanding leader, and I certainly would, I'm, I'm assuming people would expect the athletic director to say about his his boss that he's an outstanding leader, but he really is and, and, and knows how to manage these things and he's got good people around him. And we have a, we have a, a, a college that's got a public health and community health um, program. We got some experts on right here on this campus that help us navigate some of those things too. So there's a lot of layers, Coulter. And I'll tell you, you talk about information coming from all different directions. That's no different from how I feel at times. So we just kind of plod through and, and make sure that we're checking, uh, checking all of our boxes. And, and we have a health group on campus that took a look at our plan that gave us some good feedback, but we started working on this probably six weeks ago, really. Um, and started to just to anticipate cause we want to be ready to go when we can go. I bought stock in Sears, so I feel great. <laughs> I think it's going to go excellent for me. Uh, maybe maybe I'll work a couple more years on the back end. I don't know. Uh, I, I, hey, I bought stock in the rotary telephone, so uh, that's, <laughs> a, that's about where I'm at. We're all together in that one. Kent Haslam joining us, the athletic director of the University of Montana. Especially now, right, it seems like because so much of what is happening on campus in general, certainly statewide, uh, is, is going to impact and be influential to what happens athletically and talk about the reconvening of classes, if that's going to happen, when that's going to happen, and that. But you, you and, and and President Bodner have had to have worked together, you know, closely, anyways. But maybe especially so during this time. What has that partnership been like in that you know line of communication? Because I know you guys are in pretty constant contact at this point with one another, right? We are, we are, and and he's in constant contact with everybody. We have. Um, uh, I'm a member of the president's cabinet, and we 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 meet. Uh, we actually were meeting twice a day. Uh, eight in the morning and again at five fifteen. and actually tonight's got canceled hence the reason i can jump on with you folks um, well, i thought you just but, said you put it off for us i thought that was <laughs> well, the way you know? yeah don't say that on the air but uh <laughs> <laughs> but no there there's there's a lot because when you think about um all that goes into operating a university and people coming from all different places you you're running a, a small city with everything from a police department to a, a ho hotels to uh, restaurants to bookstores and retail spaces and athletic programs you've got a full-on uh, campus rec gym i mean this is a pretty diverse and pretty um interesting kind of city that you're operating within another city and so that communication has to be um, spot on. And the way the Big Sky Conference is structured is that the President's Council um, really validates everything as it bubbles up to it. And so I've got to make sure that when it comes to topics that are key for the University of Montana, as we make changes, um, are communicated um, to him and making sure he's comfortable with them and grabbing him in between all the other things that he's trying to do too. 
Ken Haslam joining us, University of Montana Athletic Director. This is the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. And Ken, let's talk some football. We've been talking a lot of football in recent weeks because it's not only is it the biggest sport and the one that is the most um, consequential So I think all of us that work in sports, not only from just a visibility perspective, but also just from a financial perspective as well, uh, but also it's the next. I mean, it's the sport that is next, too, when you talk about fall camp opening up uh, in August. So... Um, First and foremost, tell us about an update as far as scheduling goes. We've heard from people around the around the Big Sky Conference, excuse me, that there might be opportunities to play schedules of, of availability, so to speak. I mean, maybe play teams that are from areas that have not been hit quite as hard by the pandemic. Uh, but there's also just thoughts of maybe playing games in state. I, I don't know where where are you guys at, and and how difficult is it not really knowing? And is there ability to have a flexible schedule? Is that something that the, the league presidents and the league athletic directors have talked about? We have. We've talked a lot about it, and I, I would start off saying I've uh, I've touched base first with our three um, non-conference opponents, and right now we're we're planning to host Central Washington on September 5th, and they're planning to be here. Uh, the, the 14-day quarantine lift is a big deal, right? I joked with the athletic director at Moorhead State and, and Central Washington said, I'm imagining you guys aren't going to come here for 14 days and wait before you play us. And <laughs> both of them said, well, you're going to be paying us a lot more money if that's the case. <laughs> um, but, but, and we're still planning. I talked to Kyle Motes at Missouri State and, and they're planning to, to have their games. And so those are, those are set right now. Now that, could, that can change. I get that's probably the most vulnerable part of the schedule only because you don't know when you start or how quickly you can go. I would also say another real vulnerable part of the schedule is the back end. And, you know, we got Grizz Cat looming out there on November, whatever day it is. You, uh, you know what it is, like the 18th, 20th, whatever it is. But that back end of the schedule, if you hit a resurgence, is another spot that's a little bit vulnerable as well. So we have talked about um, fluid schedules. We've talked about um, um, playing teams um, potentially, you know, and these are all just ideas. I don't want people to start, you know, thinking that this is what we're doing. But, you know, we, we could very well play a home-and-home home with Idaho this year. We could very well play uh, – uh, we don't play Idaho State. We don't play Portland State. We don't play Weber State. We don't play UC Davis. But we, we could have a game that gets subbed out where it's another opponent. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. We play Cal Poly on September 26th. Idaho State hosts UC Davis. If California schools can't come out – does that mean that we work with Idaho State and try and get a game there? You know, those are all, all topics. What we're, what we're moving forward with is that we're – obviously, we've got to move forward with we're playing 11 games, and the dates that we've got home games are the dates we're planning to play. And so that's kind of how we're building our schedule or building our, our, our plan. Uh, it could very well be that what gets printed on your ticket uh, isn't who you come watch us play against. Um, but that's, that's all part of that that discussion now as we sit here on on may whatever day it is today 20th um as we as we look at a football schedule the goal is to get uh as many games as we possibly can it's no secret here at montana our home games are extremely valuable for us they are revenue generators we need to have six every year um and so we we, we've got to get to that spot where we play as many of those games as we can and play them at home but i'll tell you i think anything um Anything is open right now. Along those lines, too, though, it's not just having the home games. It's having the home games with 
fans in the stadium. I mean, that's where, that's where the value yeah. comes from. And so where, again, obviously understanding that, that between now and September 5th, uh, a whole world of things could obviously take place and change and shift. But is there is are you also operating under the anticipation, the expectation that fans will be in the stadium? And if so, are we talking about a full boat of 26,000? Yeah, so um, I, I liken the plan. You know, someone asked me the other day, they said, gosh, what's it like to plan in this phase? And I said, well, let me give you an example. If I came to you and said, you plan a, plan your ideal family vacation, I can't tell you if it's going to be two days long, one week, two weeks, or a month, but I need you to plan your ideal vacation. Well, right. my ideal vacation, if it's a month, is a lot different than if it's two days. Yeah. And so that's kind of almost how we feel at this point in developing these scenarios. We've, 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 we've planned and projected revenues. Uh, if we play no game, if we play, if we don't, if we play football with no fans, that's a, you, you have all the expense, but, but no, none of your, your um, normal revenue. So no ticket revenue, that type of thing. And then you lose sponsorship revenue. So you, we got a plan to look for that. That's probably the, the most bleak plan because you don't have any revenue. Then you plan for, you know, a half full stadium. You plan for about a, like 30% full. Then you plan for a completely full. Um, so all these different, all these different scenarios and how we, how we pivot on each one of those is 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 what what the um, are the keys are the keys to that is is how do you generate the revenue if you're half full if we're if we're at half full then you know we're down only about two and a half million only I say right. <laughs> you know, wow. in revenue yes. but you've got to you, you and, but then how do we how do we make that revenue up and we've talked about do you have an opportunity for expanded tailgates do you have an, an opportunity to to have a, a, a pay-per-view model? Do you have a, a, an opportunity to um, you know, do some other unique revenue generation? Do you open up, you've talked about opening the Atom Center and, and, and selling tickets where you can spread out and show it on the big screen and have access to food? You know, all those kind of things come into play as you start to, to, to look at that. But it is, that's the challenge. And um, that, that's certainly, that certainly is a challenge. And I know hope is not a strategy, but we hope we're playing and, and uh, President Bodner continues to remind us to be realistic optimists. I think we have to be optimistic. Uh, we know it'll pass, but we have to be realists too and face what we're facing with right now. So if we were to play tomorrow, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we wouldn't be playing if it was May 21st if we were trying to play a football game. But we've got a few months to try and navigate through some of this. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. We've talked to some coaches and players around the league as well, and it seems as if everybody's on the same page in terms of willing to make sacrifices for maybe having an atypical, non-traditional season. But when it comes to just the actual competitive aspect of football specifically, but other sports in general too, because I know the Big Sky has made some tweaks to some of the other fall sports schedules and stuff, if by chance you are playing a schedule of an availability and, and you, you have to move a game with a California school, for example, and, and play a more of a traditional Big Sky school like Idaho State or something like that, 
Is there has there been discussions about what the standings would look like? What are people playing for here? Is is there a Big Sky Conference championship to chase, or will that be something that just kind of gets put on the back burner during these confusing times? And I know you're on the FCS playoff committee too. So what are the yeah. postseason prospects of all of this? Oh all? boy, yeah. You know what? We're all competitive. You know, and and it's it, it is hard to put put that aside. I get that on all these calls. You'll you'll start to see people trend towards this. Well, how are we going to determine a champion? How, and it quickly comes back to hey, if we're playing, we'll take that right now. It's easy to say sitting here now and not not having to think through. And I'm sure there will be some complaining if things aren't completely fair. And they they could very well come out of my mouth at that point too. Who knows? <laughs> but right right now, it's let's 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 we know equity fairness is most likely gonna gonna have to take a little bit of of a backseat to just us getting back and getting playing. We have had those discussions about um, the FCS playoffs. Right now, uh, I know the championship oversight committee of the NCAA is meeting today to talk a lot about fall sports. So, and we, uh, I got an, got an email today from Chad Tolliver, who's our director of championships that, re- that works with the football championship committee, and he just he told us, look, there's going to be some a variety of ideas come out. Nothing set in stone, but for football, we're going to have to, you know, figure out uh, how we work through that as well. But uh, it could very well be that you. You know, again, these are just ideas. You 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 shorten the you shorten the bracket. You make the bracket 16 and get off one week. Um, maybe you try and do away with automatic bids, and you just take you know the 16 best teams, match them up regionally. Um, there's you know there's some schools. Think about this too. You got schools that are playing uh, guarantee games. Some of them are playing two guarantee games, and let's say a a school gets told by a uh, by a Pac-12 school, look, we, we can play you the week of Thanksgiving and pay you that $700,000. And a school might say, look, that's more important to us than playing in the playoffs. We're going to opt out this year. So, you know, there's all these things that, that come into play. But certainly, uh, first off, we want to just get back to competing. And, and then second, I think we work through those, uh, what are we playing for, and uh, and the and the championship thing. That I think those are secondary to getting schedules. Ken Haslam joining us, the athletic director at the University of Montana. And Ken, it's been a very tough, you know, couple of months for a lot of different reasons. But obviously, you know, when you make a decision to to make a change at a head coaching spot, that's a very difficult decision to come to, and especially, you know, the process that it was for women's basketball. But what was the thing to you, you know, in the process? When did you make the decision ultimately that you said, okay, I think we need to make a change and send this program in a different direction? Yeah, I mean, it. Those are, you're right, those are really, really difficult, agonizing decisions and, and ones that are not made without a lot of thought and then a lot of consideration of what the result will be from the decision that you make. Um, either way. Um, and as I shared, you know, you both were on the, the press conference and I'm sure you, right. you played some of the, the Myrick marks then. Um, Certainly over um, the, the couple of three weeks between the, the Boise uh, ending at Boise and then to when finally the decision was made, uh, it, it, just again, just getting a better understanding of, of kind of what the, the roster was going to look like. And so I don't know if I can pinpoint an actual date, um, but uh, those are those are those are decisions that are really tough. And, and this one in particular, I. I, uh, I know um, certainly Shannon means so much to this 
university into the Lady Grizz program, and um, that that makes it even more agonizing. But I don't know if I can actually remember an actual date when that happened, but felt like uh, a, a change was needed. And then I know we took a long time to finally make a formal announcement from our side, and that was I, I've learned in this job that. Um, often, um, transparency and privacy don't always match up in perfect time. And so you're trying to balance both of those. And and I know that that at times makes it look like you're, you're not, uh, being decisive or doing certain things. And those are easy, uh, critiques for people to make, but there's a lot to consider when you, when you make a decision like this. Ultimately though, when you said, okay, we're going to do this. Who's the person that we, we want to have, you know, and, and, and take this program over? And you chose uh, Coach Petrino to do that. What is what is your uh, expectation, first of all, in terms of laying out, you know, what it is that you need from him and this staff for this forthcoming season? And then just your optimism about him as a coach. What, what gives him the skill set to be the one selected and be able to do this? Yeah, he. I've I've watched Mike work and interact and coach for the last four years, and and have um, certainly you know even tracked his his career when he was at Wyoming. Uh, the athletic director at Wyoming is a good friend of mine, and and um, and Mike is well uh, connected into into Montana, and uh, so he's no mystery or no. He he knows he knows what this state is. He knows the history of the Lady Grizz. Um, and my, my expectations really, we have high expectations. I mean, we just do. And, um, and those expectations aren't limited to, um, on the court. That's one expectation that we have, you know, when it comes time to evaluate a coach, you evaluate in a myriad of places. We are a, we are a, we are a business where you open, uh, up and see who won and you count how many times they won and you count how many times they lost. I, I, that's part of it, but there's also many other facets to it that Mike is, uh, he's an excellent motivator. I think um, you've seen he's a, he's an outstanding recruiter. Uh, he does not he's fearless and uh, does not uh, not scared to go anywhere he needs to go to try and get better and find the right fits for the Lady Grizz. So I'm I'm excited about that. I understand um, certainly there there was this kind of a transition um, puts a bit of a, a, a it makes it difficult um, for him to establish you know long-term goals i i get that people are going to ask him well you you're only here for a year for sure so what are your plans after but i've been impressed with his um his desire to recruit beyond what would be considered you know his guaranteed end date if that if that makes sense right. so he's he's looked beyond that date and i loved his analogy that he does not see himself as a as a substitute teacher that's coming in to just implement a curriculum from somebody else. He's, he's coming in and, and establishing what he wants to do and, and coaching this thing like it's the last job he'll ever have. And so I appreciate that about him. I appreciate uh, how well he communicates and, and his vision and his plan. And, and, um, and, and I understand that, um, um, that, that it'll be a unique year this year, but I'm, I'm excited for what we for what we invest in, in women's basketball and, and what we're doing with improving cost of attendance and doing those type of things for in particular women's basketball. I'm, I'm excited for what this, what this can become and, and uh, certainly recognize those who came before uh, that laid the groundwork as, as coaches and as players. And, and, and it's, a, it's a valuable, treasured um, piece of this university. There's no doubt about it.
Last question on the Lady Grizz front. On that note, I mean, Robin Selvig built such an amazing program at the University of Montana. His 38 years there, 845 wins, and dozens and dozens of banners hanging at Dahlberg Arena. And it's like Ryan and I have talked about, uh, throughout all of sports, when you have to follow in the steps of a legend like Coach Selvig, you know, whoever comes after Tom Landry or Don Shula or Vince Lombardi, they have impossible shoes to fill, and I think a lot of that was a factor uh, with Shannon Schwinn taking over because then she was such a visible member of the Lady Grizz family already as well. It's such a hard task for anybody, especially someone of her prowess and reputation. But now that we're four years removed from Coach Selvig and it's a, a new start under Mike Petrino, what do you think of that dynamic, just the fact that now he's not having to pr- replace Coach Selvig? Now maybe there is a little bit, I don't want to say less pressure because there's always pressure to win when you have a premier program like the Lady Grizz, but... Uh, it seems as if there's a fresh start now here. Um, maybe maybe a new voice in the locker room. So what do you think of just moving forward, uh, given what the past has been for the Lady Grizz? Yeah, that's a that's a really, really good point. Um, it, you, you said it better than I could say it, probably. But it, it really is... Um, there, 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 there is a change, and uh, there's no doubt that, that college basketball has changed tremendously. Both women's and men's basketball has, has changed tremendously in those years um, since Robin started, uh, which, you know, was a long time ago. Um, and even since he has left, it, it really has changed. And you started, I mean, the transfers and transfer portal and international development and, you know, all those type of things. It, it expands out what what your reach has to be um, and so I I, I know that uh, Mike brings brings with him and his staff as well this you know, this idea of kind of expanding out the the stakes of, of the tent and kind of trying to to, to to bring in players from wherever they can be that can be successful here socially and academically and certainly athletically so uh, I look I look forward to, to what happens and, and I look forward to, to him. Um, leading and look forward to working with him. Kent, last question for you. Kent Haslam joining us, athletic director of the university. I want to talk on the men's basketball side. Uh, Travis DeCure obviously has had this program rolling now for several years, done an outstanding job, and this year in particular uh, has an unbelievable amount of talent coming in from all over the place. I mean, from recruiting to grad transfers to regular transfers to guys coming off, sitting out a year and so on and so forth. And for him, you know, we spoke about how important the summer is to go out there and be able to play basketball with the group to assess basically what what you know who, who what they're going to have to do because they have so much talent to kind of get through and we have a bunch of regulations to try and sort out as well at the same yeah. time i would imagine that i mean i know that you guys have talked but does he come to you and say man I don't know how it's got to happen, but we got to have this time to get together to figure this thing out because this is a big off-season of assessment, it seems like, for the men's basketball program. And how how much push is there to say, can we figure out a way that we could play some basketball in a gym somewhere, please? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I am so ready to have coaches doing something other than um, calling me to ask how right. they're going. <laughs> yeah, <I'll bet. laughs> right? I mean, the coaches are wired to just be 
just ready to go. Do their thing, and, yeah. Uh, what are you hearing, Kent? What's going on? What's going on? And, and Trav is no different than any of the other ones in our department, and that's what I so appreciate about them. But um, I'm ready to have them pivot to what their real job responsibilities are, and that's coaching and recruiting and motivating. Um, and, and it'll happen. It'll happen. And I, and I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but uh, it's kind of like, like having your kids home from school like I've got right now. They're just kind of, let's go, you know. And, and But... Um, uh, yes, uh, the, the one thing that's unique about this is that everyone's facing the exact same thing. Right. So it's not like Montana is falling behind somebody else because everyone's managing this in, with the same regulations. And so, um, you know, Duke and Stanford and Montana State and Idaho State and Idaho, we're all kind of say all of us are chomping at the bit ready to go and trying to figure through these things. But certainly this, this situation, this pandemic that we're in, I do think sets back some of that talent development that was, that was done in the summer. I, I mean, I know you guys have, you both have quoted, you know, Bobby Houck, you can't, he can't simulate throwing, lifting weights. He can do a thousand pushups, which I can't do a thousand, but you can't simulate that. And you can't simulate what is done in the summer with these student yeah. athletes as well. So I, I, I do see that as being something that is starting. Um, we'll set things back. We'll take a little bit longer for, for them to get back. But um, our coaches are really good and they're great recruiters. Our student athletes are focused and working hard and, and we'll get them back here. Um, Trav typically gets uh, student athletes back here towards the tail end of June and get, and they get into summer school. And so that's still the plan for us as well. Yeah, we'll get you out of here on this. I know that there's a lot of people listening right now to this show just that are big-time Grizz supporters and that would love to, to know ways they can help. So is there ways that people can can help you guys right now? I mean, I know that probably renewing season tickets for football is a, a big step for people, regardless of if, you know, the uncertainty that remains for football season. But what, what else can people do to help the University of Montana Athletic Department right now? You nailed it right now. Renew, renew your season tickets. We just sent out a survey to all of our season ticket holders, uh, you know, thousands of them, and, and trying to gauge where they are, what they're doing. The response has been really good. Uh, we extended our deadline, so I think that's pushed some people back from actually renewing, but the renewals are coming well. But renewing those season tickets, if we don't play, we'll have options to refund or to donate that or to um, push, push it to your 2021 um uh, season ticket package. So renewing those, helping us get a gauge on who's who's in, regardless of kind of how this looks. The next other thing, we're actively um, actively fundraising. Now it's being done in a different way, uh, but we spend a lot of time on the phone a lot of time on Zoom calls, sharing the message of what we need and, and what, what is important for us. And the response has been really good. We're, we're missing our spring tour right now. Right now, I'd be in, I'd be in Sydney, Montana today uh, and on, my, on the way to Billings tomorrow. And so we're, we're, we're reaching out to folks and telling them, hey, look, we, we still need that help. And we know people are faced with a lot of uncertain times too. But really, it's, it's renewing your season tickets, renewing your Grizzly Scholarship Association memberships, um, you know, supporting us in unrestricted or scholarship funds are probably are probably the very best way right now. And and uh, and I have great faith in in our in our fan base. I have great faith in the people who support us. And and uh, and I know they'll they'll be there. Well, Kent, we certainly appreciate you coming on here, taking the time, being very generous with your time. I know the thing you were looking forward to most was another extended phone call, and uh, so yeah. we're happy to provide that for you uh, on this day. 
Anytime. I, I look forward to it. Yeah, there's plenty going on. I'm happy to come on whenever you would like. And I cannot believe that. I, I got to clarify. Have we got one more minute? Sure. Well, sure. all the time you want. I got one thing I, I've got to just get off my chest. Okay. <laughs> Michael Jordan pushed off Brian Russell. Oh, no. <laughs> From Anyone the heart who of was Salt living Lake. in Utah in 1998 yes. like I was. Right. You know what? David, David Stern was probably in on it. So, I mean, I get that he had to hit the shot, but he totally pushed him off. The Major D thing on Bob. I mean, come on. And the pizza wasn't poisoned. It wasn't poisoned. I believe you on half of that. I don't buy the pizza story. Uh, the rest, I don't know. I'm sensing a slight bias here on this for some reason. Uh, Ken, oh. we appreciate your time yep. very much. Thanks a lot. We'll catch up again soon, all right? All right, anytime. Thanks, guys. Ken Haslam, Athletic Director of the University of Montana, the subject of our ESPN roundtable this week. Appreciate that. Uh, is There's just... A lot of ground to cover. I mean, we could we could do a, probably a week's worth of shows with Ken in terms of all the things that are going on. Oh, that to, are I mean, totally. We, I mean, we prepared uh, questions and we got through about half of them yeah, because yeah. I mean, because there's there is so much to talk about. But I appreciate Ken for coming on because um, as we've spoken about, the uncertainty is the hardest part of this entire situation, right. and just information that is tangible, real, solid information. So much of the virus stuff is it's so skewed. This, what we're talking about here, the plan of action is not. This is real, tangible information. When you say skewed, you just mean like ambiguous. Right, it's of, just right? ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you determine, I mean, how do you know about a, a act of nature? You don't. Sure. You don't. But sure. the the logistics and the financials and all of that for athletic departments, particularly in towns like Missoula and Bozeman, it's so important because they are such gigantic economic engines. So I appreciate Kent coming on and providing us information like yep. he just did because yep. uh, I think it does ease a lot of the uncertainties that people have around the community. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Uh, if you'd like to call, I actually wrote trivia questions. I did it. So you give us a call, 361-3688, 361-3688. If you'd like some uh, wings to the Desperado, we can do that uh, right after this. The ESPN Roundtable is presented by our friends at Paradise Falls, and Coulter Paradise Falls is open and has the square footage to get all the distancing that you need while still enjoying 18 beers on tap. Morning, noon, and night, breakfast, lunch, dinner. They got the whole thing. Late happy hour. I mean, they're getting, they're hitting all, they're hitting all the bases to make the the, the sports metaphor. And they always have hearty lunch and dinner specials as well. And uh, the brand new menu out there, Paradise Falls, could be a great place to go watch that Phil and Tiger, Peyton and Tom match. That's right, the match on Sunday. It's one of the best places in town to watch sports. We haven't been able to go watch sports down there in a long time, but I'm sure they'll have it on there on Sunday. And uh, like I said, a early and late happy hour. Monday through Sunday at Paradise Falls, and that late half beer Monday through Thursday, half-price drinks, $3 beers, half-price appetizers, so head on down to Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Wing It Wednesday, 361-3688. We'll do it next. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
mentioned that Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels have been rescheduled to June of 2021. You haven't mentioned that. Have I mentioned that I got floor seats? You did mention that you were efforting floor seats, but now you actually have a date. Done. In, wow. In the bag. What is it like to know that the day the day that you're going to die? You know, I if 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 first of all, you know, if I if I get to it a year and thirteen months from now, I feel like I've made my mark on society. You know, here on this show, <laughs> uh, uh, my family is you know bless them. You know, they're 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 you know oh. they know they 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 know that they were loved unconditionally by their father and husband, just and, like Flopsy, and just like <laughs> and you know what it will be if there's a way to go. That's the way. That's that's true. That's the way. It's two telling the one is one. I like my chances though because I got to make it through two. I actually have two back to back dates, so you know I can't. I can't. uh, You know I gotta have something in reserve. I may have to start working out. You know I need to get. I need to get myself in shape. I got 13 months though, so I'll be good. I'll probably start the day before, do uh, go on a walk or something, get ready for it. (laughs) Two telling the one is one or two nine ESPN Radio at Gus Two Tell. Uh, on Twitter at 1029 ESPN and Ask Island Sports MT as well. If you'd like to do a Wing It Wednesday, get yourself some uh, uh, wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern, 361 3688, the phone number. 361 3688, the phone number. I actually have questions for you today, boys and girls. Questions that I worked very, very hard on. It took the majority of my day to get these three questions together, so do me a favor and give us a call, 361 3688. We'll do that. Uh, again, oh, go ahead. Well, well, uh, Perk can't have some Spartan comments about the. Uh, Michael Jordan pushing off of Byron Russell in the 19, game six of the 1998 NBA Finals. I was re- watching the Last Dance episodes again, and and uh, it was so interesting because, as we know in Montana, when you grew up in Montana, especially when you went to all of your school here, like I did, mm-hmm. even though my family's from Arizona, you know, I mean, I had no real sports consciousness until I'm in first or second grade. You were a jazz fan, so, yes. so right, so you picked yes. you. Pick teams from all over the place, yeah. but as we've talked about, you know, we both lived up Grant Creek. Mm-hmm. The cable package up Grant Creek is not a cable package. There's like ten channels, <laughs> and so you're a Cubs fan because the baseball that was on was the Cubs. That's you got right. the WGN channel, so the Cubs are on. Go Cubs! Whereas then a lot of people were Braves fans because that's right. I'm a Braves hater because because of the Braves were on yeah, all whatever. all every single day. They were on all yeah. the time, but. Uh, it was similar with the Altitude Channel and the Jazz. Mm. So my NBA, my lens of the NBA was the Jazz. And my dad loved Carl Malone. Loved him. Loved yep. him, loved him, loved him. Stockton to Malone. And then, you know, you go to Spokane Hoop Fest and you see John Stockton. You know, get his autograph. And right. wow, Stockton to Malone, what a thing. And I remember so many kids when I was in fifth grade when that was happening, just being so obsessed with Michael Jordan. And I was just devastated when he hit that shot. And it was so funny to re- retrospectively think of that because the way I think about sports now, I love legends and legacies. And adult Coulter would have been 100% rooting for Michael like Jordan. Even one of the ultimate legacy moments that of there's all ever time. been. Yes, Absolutely. Yes. And I love Michael Jordan. And I love the legend that he is now as an adult, like consuming the whole thing. But at that moment when I was just a 10-year-old kid, I was just like... Why are you doing to this to me? You're, you're ruining my summer. <laughs> yeah. And my neighbors, my neighbors right down the street, biggest Bulls fans, everything. One of the two pairs was from Chicago. So every and they had the basketball hoop in the neighborhood. So every time yeah. we're going down there, the, the dad used to always make fun of me because he used to say, "Why do you like the Jazz? They got Greg Oster tags starting. How could they be possibly good? Oster tag." <laughs> 
I just remember being devastated, but yeah. uh, retrospectively now, it's all good. Well, okay, very good. I'm glad that you've worked through that over the course of time. Uh, we may have to do a little bit of therapy with Kent, though, because he's... he's <laughs> well, I mean, Kent's from Utah. You know, he was wor- well, living and working in Salt Lake at the time, so, I mean, obviously... You know, you think you're past something, and then they put together a 10-part documentary series that ends on the shot, and you <laughs> right. go, oh, wow, well, thanks for reopening that wound. We appreciate it. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We did go long in the uh, round table, so we'll take another quick break. We'll come back. If you'd like to do a uh, Wing It Wednesday, I got questions for you, and the Desperado has wings for you. So 361-3688. We can do that. 361-3688 next. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house, and like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house, you left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch, and It's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Who's this, Tommy? Red Walls. Red Walls. Good tracks. Build a Bridge. Build a Bridge. Good song. I used to tell my sisters all the time to build a bridge and get over it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. You and your dad jokes. Where'd that dad joke calendar go? Uh, you know what? It turned it. It's over because it's not even the year that it is anymore. Who did Who did you tell a dad joke to yesterday? That was a such. Bad I believe timing? it was the city of Missoula. <laughs> that's who. That's who I told it to. It was such bad timing that I can't even remember. It was definitely one of your uh, finer moments. What do you? T- that, there is no such thing as bad timing, or perhaps there's only such a thing as bad timing. Yes, First of between all, four and six every weekday on one <laughs> tonight. Radio. Let me just start here. Sutel Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio, like you said. Yeah. You can check us out on the uh, podcast if you'd like to. Podcast available whenever you'd like to listen to it. 
Search, rate, review, subscribe. The podcast available thanks to Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. You can also listen live on our website, 1029ESPN.com. 1029ESPN.com. The stream available all the time thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Coulter and Tommy, yeah. now, you can sit here and hammer me about dad jokes as much as you want to, but let's let's start here. I am hilarious. You are. Thank you. And every time I make a joke, it just becomes hashtag dad jokes, even when the joke is legit. No, but then none of them are legit. No, that's no, no, no. That's not true. You're labeling them as legit, and your perception of them being a legitimate joke is what makes it... Hey, See, this is this is you are you are uh, uh, just so very ambivalent when it comes to music because you have all these great unbelievable tastes that nobody knows about and they listen to the new show from six to seven p.m. on one hundred three three the trail every uh, Tuesday afternoon and evening and get all the best music that they didn't know they should get because you have curated it and put together your savant like grouping that makes everybody love it and then you have these awful horrendous takes about music that either is or isn't good where you are so out to lunch and this is the same thing. <laughs> like you got this great, you know, sense of humor, and you know you're playing the, uh, you know, the 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 the, the coin dozer and stuff, and then you hammer me on my great stuff. That's, That's crazy. That's your opinion. You're no, no, no. It's it's, it's it's my opinion, which is rooted in just the fact of the universe. Facts of the universe right. with Ryan Tutel, huh? That's right. You know, not to not to uh, take you off a track here, but speaking of coin dozer, oh my god, you guys, I I'm, was about to go conspiracy theory on you. Carry on. I'm not. I have sleeping. one for you. Okay, I'm more apt to listen to your conspiracy theory because I'm so sleep deprived because I'm in a state of trauma and panic because the fair may they may not happen. Shut that sucker down. May not happen. Yeah, I don't don't think the fair is happening, man. I don't. I don't think that's happening. I've got a a a Folgers coffee can with cash waiting to be spent at the coin dozer, man. You know they should call it with all those games the unfair. Is that a dad joke? Coulter, here's my <laughs> trivia question. Okay, can't you. wait. Okay? Tommy, tomorrow, remind me conspiracy theories. Okay. Are you, do you planning like the, tomorrow's do you like, show live do you on like the air the Scorp- today? Do you like the Scorpions? I know one song by the Scorpions. The Wind of Change? Blow, the, yeah. The, the So I want you to listen to that song tonight, and then I want you to come at 445 tomorrow prepared to talk about that song. The Mosquave. Follow the most squab That's right. to Gorky Park. Okay. Okay. You two can talk about this later. First of all, again, Friday, 5 p.m., Ryan Divish, a Mariners beat writer for the Seattle Times and a uh, Montana native, going to join us on the show. So we'll look forward to that, talking a little MLB with Ryan Divish. Here's my – the two questions are just – you'll just know them, so I'm not going to ask them. Here's the question. What pitcher holds the record, MLB pitcher record, for most career complete games? Cy Young. Cy Young, 749. This is how good you are because this was going to be in the form of a multiple choice question for a caller. But Cy Young, his statistics are so ridiculous. Cy Young pitched 200 and I think 38 complete games in which he lost. <laughs> he's the Major League Baseball player. He's the Major League all-time leader in wins. Only player in Major League history with 500 wins. Yeah, he feels like Mike Trout. Did it, didn't he? Didn't he, didn't he you just do. say it's 700 and something complete games? 756, did I say? He has 511 wins. I know that for certain. So that means that whatever that math is, he lost that many games that he finished. 749 complete games. Unreal. A what else you got for me? Loses. Lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, come on, hit me. You got two seconds. 
who are not the golfers that are playing in the match. You know that. How many rounds are this year's MLB draft? Mm, 60. Five. Mm. They reduced it because of the whole thing to save a bunch of money. Five seconds. rounds in the MLB draft. Boys and girls, enjoy the Scorpions. Enjoy Tutel and Nuanas. We will continue this magic tomorrow. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.